0: Marketing Mindset, the growth hacker's guide to business success. Join us with conversations with the world's leading experts, covering their biggest insights from years of experience. We also host deep dives into the latest innovations in marketing, to the most successful time-worn strategies that you can start using today. I
1: genuinely believe that effective marketing is about helping somebody come to a decision with which they remain happy, even if that's not to buy from you. I always used to write to people saying, you know, where are you? Where have you gone? At direct, punchy. And you get widows writing back saying, my husband has gone to the other side. Oh, God, you know, this is, this, is, this, this is not good.
0: The Marketing Mindset Podcast is hosted by me, Sam Harris, and my business, Postery, the leading solution of personalized marketing with the mission to rid the world of spam. <laughs> welcome to our very first episode where you can learn about the podcast, why it's happening and what we want to give you the listener. Also the team behind the podcast and then we'll just actually follow the format of a normal interview episode where we interview each other on our own lessons and tips on marketing just for you. So first up this podcast is going to feature the world's leading brains on marketing. I mean seriously absolute geniuses of marketing and only the top notch. In the first season, we have big names like the head of growth of Spotify, the founder of Charles Tewitt, that's a 300 million business if you haven't heard of them, the founder and CMO of Just Eat, along with some of just the most incredible authors on marketing. And um, we'll also do some deep dives into things like SEO and branding and just useful stuff you can action. So the purpose of this podcast is to provide you an amazing resource of marketing inspiration and exploration. To help you build your business, whether you work in marketing or you run a startup, or if you're just interested to learn how the world around you works, then this podcast will provide you food for thought of the highest quality. Episodes will be 10 to 30 minutes long to keep things digestible, and we'll have resources available online to help you with everything that you just heard. So that's the plan, at least. And now let's find out about the people behind the podcast. My pleasure to welcome both of you. Pleasure to be here, episode number one. Let's break into who the hell we are. gina um, you haven't said much. The uh, more silent co-founder of the, of the co-founders. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, so yeah, Theo came with the idea to me and told me about it. And I have um, quite a bit of experience in consulting and design. And I found the idea very interesting because I'm coming from a digital background. And um, I was hooked on it. And Theo convinced me of it. And so we started Postry. My background is in graphic design, and later I've done a master's in marketing and worked as a digital marketing consultant, so I'm between graphic design and marketing.
2: Then, So I'm a tech guy, I've got a tech background, I'm a developer, I spent a few years working for some software development consultancies, we used to design software for the financial sector, I've created a few startups before, some of which with Sam, co-founder right here, who's interviewing me and asking me questions right now. And I mean, the the short version of it is that we've created a few startups before, some with some success, some with not so much success. Uh, We've got a lot of experience in tech and startups and a fair bit of marketing experience between us, I think, all as well. Mm, Okay. And then me, I started my first business at uni uh, where I met
0: Theo. I grew that business and sold it. I did various contracting on projects with marketing, AI, learned to code. Got super into these things, started a bunch of different projects with Theo and um, yeah, went traveling around the world last year, started a podcast, came back and Theo was working diligently still on the same startup idea, which is pretty amazing. So I was like, shit, it's definitely going to be a good one. And so, yeah, partly actually we kind of promised each other that if we just worked together on the same thing and didn't quit, it would be a success. So that's now what we're doing with Postery is working on the same thing without quitting until it is a success.
2: Oh, yeah. That's really funny, actually, because we did another podcast Mm. with you and me right as an interview and that was a while ago yeah, like, and in yeah. there I remember you said that one line of imagine if we just stuck to any of those one things mm. that we were like jumping between between projects uh how far it would be now if we just carried on doing it for like a couple of years yeah and then like okay yep not allowed to stop <laughs> the next project because I think there's like always when you're working on anything there's like so many ups and downs and mm. the kind of path to like success and trajectory is kind of like an exponential curve if you zoom in on the front of the curve it always seems like it's flat and something's yeah definitely something's exponential or like two days ago it went from like
0: up to like down quite a lot when our <laughs> biggest customer just left but it's fine we're gonna transcend it and years time everything's gonna be awesome we are sure cool so we should go into reason why we started our business which is to do with marketing so theo as the ceo and the person who first had the idea can you explain where the idea came from for postery?
2: So a few years ago we were working on a business called Zwigly, which was a tool which would automatically generate websites for businesses without them having to do anything. So we would scrape data from different sources like Just Eat for restaurants, take their logo, their menu, their colour scheme, and automatically generate them a custom version of their website before they even knew they needed it. And the problem we had was we couldn't at scale contact these restaurants to show them the finished version of their website. So the thing that we were doing was trying to send them physical printed postcards with pictures of their own custom finished complete website that they could just claim and visit. Mm -hmm. And so we went out there assuming that in like the modern age, there'd be tours to design and run these kind of marketing campaigns through the post, and nothing out there met our requirements at all. Mm. So coming back to this a few years later, um, looking into it again, there was still no way that we could run marketing campaigns to the same complexity that we used to with digital channels, and that's mm. kind of where the like birthplace of postry came about okay. So you wanted to like
0: personalize postcards at scale and send it to a bunch of people, the same as you might do with
2: emails. But Exactly. With postcards, email, yeah. everyone knows it's super easy to run a super personalized, super targeted email mm. campaign to different messages to specific people based on different attributes about how they've interacted yeah. and behaved in the website. And to do that in an automated way, doing the same thing with physical posts wasn't, wasn't a thing. Yeah.
0: Okay. So basically, that's how you first realized that there's a problem and then on investigation of this problem we now have thought that maybe there's many other problems as well in terms of digital channels are just turning into a bit of a mess and I just delete all emails that aren't expressly from someone.
2: Yeah from from a business. It's quite funny, isn't it? Because when you we're all used to people complaining about like ads everywhere and the rise of like ad block and people being annoyed by spam online. And everyone kinda knows that they don't read most of their marketing emails and most most emails end up in your junk folder anyway um but as marketers we kind of always see email as this golden channel for like cheap easy communication which is super personal That's and you could do a lot annoying. of stuff with it but really it's part of for the end for the recipient of most emails it's just an annoyance think of those times where you receive a letter which is personally addressed to you it's because it's so unique and it's so rare and you your expectation is that it's going to be something which is like useful and relevant to you. You open it. You don't think, oh, God, I've got to open another letter. It's something which yeah. is kind of exciting to do. And I remember I received a pack once from my bank. And it was on this beautiful um, uh, packaging And on the front of it, it just said, hi, Theo. And I can't remember the rest of the line, the sentence, but it's irrelevant because the only part that mattered was that I had a custom printed packaging with my name on it. Mm. And it just had like such a magical effect. And that stuck around for like ever. Cool. So
0: basically, we believe that post can be awesome and we're going to help make it awesome. Okay. So anyway, that's enough about us. Uh, More onto the general podcast is, as we said, interviewing the best, brightest people in marketing about their tips. And so we'll do like an introduction part to each episode, kind of like just now where we find out what that person's experience is and what the kind of businesses they've run. And then we just go into their knowledge about marketing. So basically I'm going to go deep on uh, Theo's and genius marketing insights for the rest of the episode. We can start with one tip each instead of going all tips. So what's your biggest marketing tip to people? Our biggest marketing insights Well, our big top tips if you will, uh, will be started by Genia. <laughs> What's your big top tip?
1: Um, so there's no magic behind marketing. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, my top marketing tip is for everyone who thinks like they're not good in marketing. There's not, not such thing as not being good. It's just about testing and understanding uh, what works for you. Each business is differently, and that's why you need to conduct um, different variations and different examples. Mm-hmm. Don't message everyone, just be like precise target people in general
2: yeah i'd highlight that my top tip is to always be failing in your marketing and constantly be trying and iterating in new things like junior said there's no magic bullet to marketing it's just a case of always testing new ideas and measuring and improving on what what works. Mm. Yeah, and don't put your
0: head in the sand when something doesn't work like our biggest customer that just left (laughs) because he did something and it clearly wasn't working at all and then they just stopped and you're like, well, that's the perfect opportunity to do more and actually find out how to make it work. Mm. But, And then, lastly, I would say consistency. Then don't just do a campaign and then stop because you've got some more customers, and then work with the customers and forget about all your marketing. And when your marketing sort of drops off and make your customers go, you kind of have nothing suddenly, and you have to like do a bunch of marketing again. If you just sort of do a consistent amount of blogging every month and all your marketing things just only take things on that you're gonna be able to reliably do consistently. So if we did this one podcast and then never did it any more, it'd be pointless. Like I'm just
2: wasting our time. So if you're gonna do something, commit to doing it consistently for the rest of the year. So that's why if you're listening to this now, you've just finished listening to episode number one hundred. And we prompted you to come back to this episode <laughs> and listen to the first one because we're still gonna be doing it up until episode one hundred. Cool. All right. So and then onto the biggest mistakes that people make. So um, I won't go into detail about the product, but we were once developing an app where we had a lot of phone numbers for all of the percentage users for the app. And it's one of these things where we scraped a lot of data and we had some super personalized information, but all we had was the phone number. And we ran an SMS campaign back in the day to send people a link to a pre-completed profile for that person. And we set up uh, automated SMS so that we could test a bunch of different wording and ended up finding a campaign that was converting really well. We had a huge response rate. Everyone was clicking through to the link in the text message. Uh, But what we didn't plan for was coming back to your advice about being mindful of the customer was that nearly all of the responses that we got back from the campaign were angry and frustrated people about how we abused their privacy and used their personal information in ways that shouldn't be used. The response was, what the fuck? Take that down now. (laughs) She didn't have my permission. So I think just to highlight your previous point about being mindful to the customer, you always need to step back away from your data and just look at the bigger picture about what you're doing. It's easy to get carried away and trying to make optimizations and trying to use data to do the right thing. But you always have to be mindful of how your brand is affected and how it's going to be perceived by customers. Because conversions are nearly always the most important thing, but sometimes you need to be careful. Mm. Cool. Any big mistakes you've had from
0: uh, eight years of marketing genius?
1: Um, I think the biggest mistake is just giving up on things. Um, So when we were trying different things with clients, like we would run in the beginning like targeted campaigns, maybe they wouldn't perform well and clients wouldn't be happy. And then they would decide, let's just target everyone in a bulk, uh, which ended up just in campaigns which wouldn't convert at all. And the time before was completely wasted. So I think the biggest mistake is just giving up, as you mentioned it before.
0: Okay, so basically I I already had two big mistakes instead of my top tips. (laughs) So let's say I've answered this question already. You Uh, can't
2: uh, get out of it that easily, Sam. What's your biggest (laughs) marketing (laughs) mistake? Mm -hmm. Do you you think you've ever put a lot more effort into something than you should have done in hindsight yes
0: definitely not doing proper market research beforehand so in my first business when i did logistics i didn't do a lot of research into each different kind of channel that i was trying to do so instead of testing it minimally i kind of went all in and so we started doing this veg box scheme that We'd help people pick up these veg boxes that were just being delivered to like the center of central points who couldn't go and collect them themselves. But it ended up just wasting so much of our time to try and market it to people who just didn't want it. And then also fulfilling it and like organizing riders and shifts an unpleasant time. And it was just really bad for the company and took loads of money. We made no money from it. And <laughs> it was just really stupid. Um, so, yeah, definitely actually research who you're going to first before setting everything else up around it. So yeah, on to best marketing campaign you were ever a part of. Do uh, you you've been the one that's been part of most campaigns?
1: Um, I think the best campaign which we were running was one for a huge uh, betting company, which name I'm probably not allowed to mention. Um and we were running like uh, five different messaging types in um, in digital. So like push notification, um, interstitials, and so on. And what we could see by combining different message types together and segmenting the audience um, quite narrowly, we could achieve amazing results. And uh, we were running these campaigns over the World Cup. And we could uh, see a huge uplift in comparison to traditional messaging types like emails. So that was um, a very exciting project I worked on.
2: My favorite campaigns are the ones where it feels like things have improved monumentally from when they first started. So, for example, when we first started running ad work campaigns for Postery, our conversion rates were less than half a percent, and that was already from a lot of kind of insights and how to like create landing pages that were effective. And already, like straight off the bat, with like some targeting that we thought was reasonable. Um, but as soon as we started iterating and testing and optimizing um The landing pages and keywords that we were targeting that went up over 20x in terms of conversions. And when you when you watch something, which you're constantly having a feedback cycle of like incremental results, and then you step back and you look at how much that campaign and that strategy has like had a positive outcome, it's amazing. It's one thing to say like okay we've got um, we've got some money for a budget and we're going to run this campaign and get some results back, but it's another thing to see that continuous feedback from trying mm. something trying and trying and trying and trying and seeing that thing improve yeah. i think the the high that you get from that is out trumps like any kind of feedback that you get from something being super creative or funny something that you enjoy mm. just seeing like zero is added on to the end of yeah. how much you've improved something back cool yeah
0: i guess actually probably be the same for my podcast it took like six months for me to get the first thousand downloads and now I get like 3,000 in a day, and I think. And that's only another 12 months later than the first six months. And I did so many different things like posting on Quora and doing like, guest posting on Hacker like, News and things. Not Hacker News, uh, Free Code Camp and stuff. But things that got me like quite a lot of traffic, but it only like marginally made a little bit of difference. But the biggest thing was just sticking to a consistent schedule each week. And then things just started getting up. Going at like faster and faster, and then like last month I had like literally sixty percent growth. That's insane. And just doing things consistently without fail was just such a huge lesson to that. And yeah, it's been really nice to actually sort of suddenly see things growing lots. And now, like I remember the day I got my first thousand podcasts, and then then the day when I got like the first hundred thousand, and now I'm getting like thirty thousand in a month. Is sort of okay. It's quite realistic to start thinking, okay, I'm going to be getting a million, like maybe in a year or something, and then. If I carry on with that growth, it's going to be sort of like 10 million in a year. It's like, sick. Just need to not stop. Yeah, that's really cool. Uh, any worst campaigns you guys are a part of? Never.
1: <laughs> Always. <laughs> terrible campaigns Everyone.
2: <laughs> I think there's no such thing as a terrible campaign as long as you don't double down on something which isn't working. Mm. Can you give an example? If you if you run a campaign and it doesn't work, that's, that's fine because that's an experiment and you're mm. getting data back from that. The only problem is if you blindly go and you send out campaigns, which is coincidentally one of the mistakes that we see a lot with direct mail. Because it's so easy to track things in digital Yeah, and it's so difficult to do it with traditional mail. People kind of just fall back on it and lazily put out things that they think might work. Mm. But think about any other digital campaign that you've run and the scale of the improvement that you get from continuous iteration and data, you're not doing any of that with direct mail. So I think people who, if if you can't measure the performance of something and you can't validate that it's working, then go back to the drawing board and try and like figure out how the hell you can measure whether something's working. Otherwise don't, don't do it. Cool. All right. That's a really good answer. I like
0: it. Uh, Also talking to one of my guests on the podcast about um the power of brands and everyone's going digital but it's all quite um very short term so you can easily quickly build a business but it can just disappear overnight when someone else comes out unless you built a brand which you might need to do more traditional forms of marketing to really build and people are often ignoring that and trying to like shortcut it and leapfrog over that
2: thing but then they find themselves just falling short without any
0: real customer
2: Mm -hmm. that's a solid point i mean Marketing channels and what's effective today and what's effective tomorrow will change. The only thing that won't change is if you build a brand. It's the only thing that's going to outlast, you know, the next Facebook or like Google having control over like what's shown in search results. If you can build a brand, then that's the only thing that's going to secure you longevity. If you're a supermarket, if you sell your products in the supermarket and you don't have a brand, then there's nothing to stop supermarkets just cutting you off the shelf. But if you have a brand, then they're forced to do it because that's what consumers want. You should always focus on building a brand if you're concerned about Mm long-term
0: marketing. Um, yeah, Do you have any favorite books that change your mind on marketing? Shout
2: out to Backlinker.
0: Uh, Yeah, I really like website marketing. (laughs) Oh, great book. book. Solid book, definitely goes through everything you really need to know for marketing. If you were to only read one book, it's like you literally have everything in there for you to run a solid marketing campaign. Um, Lean analytics also, it's it's not 100% only on marketing, but it just really goes through how to use your analytics correctly and measure the right metric at the right time and to not focus on vanity metrics such as like turnover or users and actually focus on like what's actually important for your business like the amount of profit or how much use the user is actually giving you and how much you're going to return you're going to get from that user because otherwise you focus on doing all the wrong things and your business goes down the drain so that's a really really good book so those are my top two tips i think nice cool and yeah maybe we make a nice book out of all the podcasts after uh, after we reach reached 100th episode it's some serious insights.
2: One thing I do want to say, um, just as it's coming to a close, is that if anyone here is interested in sending out a direct mail campaign, feel free to fire us an email at team at we because we're more than happy to run through some experiments and give you some free postcards so that you can test out Postery. We think that are going to be doing something interesting we're more than happy to support it because there's a lot of creative stuff that you can do with direct mail and feel
1: free to ask us any questions so we can run more podcasts on the information you would like to hear about
0: yeah do get in touch with any guests that you'd love to have featured or um, any questions that you think would be the best things to be asking people and join the club we will be posting on twitter like at underscore postery, and maybe we start a marketing mindset uh, set of things as well in the future but for now like too many
2: things. So you guys know Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Follow us on all of those platforms. Log into Postery. Send us an email if you want some free postcards. And good luck with your marketing. Good luck with your marketing.
0: Whoa. <laughs> Growth hack to success. woo to the moon. You just listened to an episode of Marketing Mindset. Please hit subscribe and tell all your marketing and business buddies they need marketing mindset in their lives. If you're feeling generous or bored, then invest 20 seconds in leaving us a good rating, and we should be very grateful. On the show next week, I'm very pleased to announce our first guest is Bryony Thomas herself, the author of Watertight Marketing, the book we literally just spoke about, in a very convenient and seamless turn of events that was quite accidental. I mean, honestly, I am just not that organized. But as we said, she is a legend and her book is truly amazing. And so it's a delight to have her here. And here are a few snippets for you to look forward to. Behind closed
1: doors, when people talk about the process of marketing, you know, they'll say that they are profiling and capturing and using a hook. I mean, these these are disgusting words. They're disgusting when you think about a human being. So you've done work that you didn't really want to do because you needed the money. And now you get known for doing the sort of work that you didn't really want to do. And so it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. It's a downward spiral if you chase just Mm -hmm. the money.
0: And finally, a few outtakes for you to enjoy. Let's just say we we weren't overly comfortable with recording a podcast with all three of us together. And lots of things slightly went wrong. And about 1.5 hours of audio went into 20
2: minutes worth of actual audio. And finally, a few outtakes for you clearly pronounce all of your letters the rain in spain falls mainly on the plane i think you started recording no. i'm just making sure <laughs>
0: yeah
2: like, this is the start a fable <laughs> 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 i was getting carried away <laughs> Junior, <don't face> palm. <laughs> <laughs> we can cut these bits out if they sound so. Of um, course, it's stressing me. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the thing is, it's just the best tips that we need to get. I don't
1: know why it's stressing me so much. I'm used to this recording.
2: <laughs> Maybe we establish it. We know
0: nothing about marketing.
1: this will be a difficult job. Oh, That's what I can yeah. say. Yeah. Sometime next year. <laughs> <laughs>